I got laid off. I got fired. I got fired. But here's the thing. I was a binge guy. I remember seeing her at the local titty bar. I feel dirty right now just telling it into a microphone. We're broken around here. Working man is Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Working Class Holes podcast. I'm your host, Ed McGowan, here in the break room with my co-host, Josh Accardo. What's up, buddy? How you doing, dude? I'm a lot better. Nice. Yeah, man. I don't feel as uh, depressed or scared or That's good. broken. Yeah, nice. Just got to make some money to pay these hospital bills, and mm. I think I'm in, I'm in the clear here yeah. as far as life and, and mind is concerned. It's good, dude. Well, we got some work coming up. We do. So that always... Uh, so they'll that be always... hearing this probably after the work, huh? No, this will launch uh, oh, shit. two days. Yeah, we're going to be in this Seattle, five shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, first across the... Uh, North America's that we're doing, you and I together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First uh, plane. Oh, we're going to be on a plane and together. An airplane. We're going to be I, shooting I, a just, lot of that content, too. I'll so. just say right now, I'm a bear to be with on a plane. Oh, and we're not sitting next to each other, which oh. is great. Oh, good. Yeah, we're yeah. kind of next to each other, but not a No, lot. I'm like literally like a bear. Like, it's just like an animal that just... <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, like, I just... Like, I, warn me now, because I'm, I'm scared. I snore. Like, if I sleep... Like, if I fall asleep, I'm going to start snoring. So, if you're near me... Feel free to poke me with a stick. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, I woke up on a plane one time and the whole plane was just like staring at me. And these two girls got up and go, "Were you able to sleep? No, I wasn't able to sleep at all. Like all of this People passive are extra rude on the plane. Oh, dude. Well, I mean, I I'm not saying you didn't deserve that. But <laughs> I've noticed since having a kid, I you know I fly a ton um, by myself. And, you know, the saying, he who travels fastest travels alone. Mm-hmm. I am a super efficient traveler. You know, you ever seen the movie? Uh, the George Clooney movie? Where he's like, yeah, pa- yeah. the way he packs and everything, yeah, the way he schools that broad. Yeah, yeah. That is me times 10. Oh, really? Yeah. I, like, I, everything in my life is get to the airport at the exact time yeah, where I can walk through security to the gate that's to the, the seat and get like I have it uh, I've never you know, been able to really manage that I'm yeah. a, I love that I'm so envious of and, that and then when I had a kid it that's you know that oh it made me realize because we were on the plane and people people don't say shit to you when you're on a plane when you're alone and you're efficient at traveling it's like you I know how to I know how to engage if I have to sit next to a talkie person mm. I'm also not I'm not an impolite, but I'm also not going to go out of my way to make well, you just, feel good. I, I, being a New Yorker, I just get in a cab. Like you know how to like exactly just just snuff out like conversation. Yes. Like, uh huh. Uh huh. Like I know and exactly what yeah. my energy units are at yeah. every given moment, and yeah. I know how much I want to utilize them on yeah. on stuff like that. So I'm good at traveling, but with a kid, my son is actually fairly well behaved. He had a six hour flight when he was one. He had just he was one day away from turning one. And he cried maybe for, I don't know, 20 minutes in the beginning. That's great. And then in the middle, but the, a little bit in the middle, but then it's he slept. Pressure. Well, it's that pressure. It's the pressure. Pop. It's the first yeah, time yeah. he's ever on a plane. Yeah, totally. My wife decided she wanted to buy one of these bigger seats for more money, which is just bullshit. Just a regular seat. They used to be seats that you just yes, used to get. Exactly. Yeah, you used to just get those But seats. she thought this might be better for him. Right. And I was like, I don't want to spend that kind of money on right. my fare, so let me... Just get my seat in the back because we weren't sitting together. Oh, interesting. Because I was like, I don't think that's necessary because I tra- I travel well, yeah, so much. I know the size buy, of the seat. Yeah, you have to buy. Uh, like it's that's yeah. the thing about traveling with the family. Like you're not just buying one ticket. You're yes. buying like four. Well, luckily or three, we didn't need to right? buy one for him. Yeah, because he's under two, right? But listen to this. So we get on the plane. That happens. Uh, the guy, I walk over to check on her about an hour into the flight when we're allowed to get up. 
the guy sitting there is some middle-aged fucking white guy, probably like 45, 50 years old, looked like he's about to go on a golf trip with his fucking bro that's next to him. Uh, he sees me talking to her, and then he goes, hey, do you want to sit here? Do you want to sit here? I'll, I'll, I'll take your seat. And I thought he was doing it out of the, this, no, the goodness of his heart. Yeah. Lauren tells me that throughout the time that my son was crying, he kept giving like weird side eye and looking at his buddy across the hall, the, the hall, like the thing, that hallway, whatever, the fucking yeah, aisle. The aisle yeah. I think he would have said something snarky or shitty to my wife if he didn't see me grizzled nosed nut job standing over him. Like right. you don't look at me and go, okay, that guy. I'm not saying I'm a tough looking guy, yeah. but I don't look. I'm not a stable looking person. No, no. <laughs> I mean, you know me really well. Like no one looks at me and goes. Oh, that guy seems safe. Because <laughs> I, I never, and that's where I knew, like, people on planes get this fucking courage. I don't know where they get this courage. That's interesting. Yeah, I guess they do. Because remember that hot chick recently that went viral for screaming on the fucking plane for some reason? I remember everyone was making memes out of her? Uh, She's kind of hot. I mean, she wasn't yeah. hot, hot, but she was hot for a plane. You know, people on the plane look like shit. Well, I think that's that's a, a reality TV kind of. I was just reading this thing this morning about this uh, TikTok star called the Sassy Trucker who got detained in Dubai for screaming at a good. Uh, yeah, it's like good. It's like, yeah, that's you think that fly that doesn't fly anywhere, but here, no. yeah, yeah, you can't. She's like going to be. They don't know when she's going to get out. <laughs> I wanted to open the show before we jump into our stuff. I got time. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this. So the strike's going on uh, with. Now SAG and also the writers. Right. I had a few auditions for pretty big shows that are now gone that I read for, mm -hmm. uh, that I callbacks for. That those are done. Those are put on hiatus. Oh. Uh, I had a commercial audition though because I'm allowed to do commercials, so I had that, which is great. Hopefully, you know something. So comes SAG with that. is allowed to do. You're allowed to do commercials. With SAG, you are allowed to do commercials. You're allowed to do obviously comedy shows. Um, sure. I think you can do voiceover work as well, but that's you know. Interesting. That now you're getting people who are overqualified. I mean, not that everybody doesn't want a commercial, but like now, yeah, yeah, yeah. my competition yeah. is of people that it, yeah. are definitely beyond who Mandy, actually been working. Now, you, now you're going up against Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> Mandy Patinkin you're from Mass Mutual. <laughs> uh, so I was thinking about this because all this stuff's coming out now about the the gross discrepancy between what a like a Bob Iger makes and what his lowest paid employee makes. So it's, mm -hmm. so Bob Iger makes 400 times the amount that his lowest paid employee makes. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's pretty insane, that discrepancy there, right? But then I'm going through the realities numbers, of it. I, the, honestly, those numbers, it kind of, I, I can't even... Fathom? Yeah, it doesn't... It I has don't to know be what, put in my real world terms yeah, for me to understand. I don't know. When you say 400 times, I'm like, I guess. I mean, that sounds like... I, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not even sure. I guess that... I mean, it's it's a lot. It sounds like a lot, but of yeah. course Bob Iger makes a lot. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but I... So the, the point... You know, I'm going to let you jump in here a second. I just want to set up the... Yeah, do Set it. up the, the, the plot line here. So the point is, is that the CEOs are making money for the 10%. So they say like 1% of the country or the world owns like some like 53% of the stock. Okay. And then 10% own 80 something percent of all the stock that uh, exists. Oh, wow. So that means there's oh, wow. very little of us wow. that have any access to that kind of money. All of the stock. So they're not making decisions. This is why I get so That's angry wild. with the idealist woke and overall our community of entertainers. 
Because we're out there, and I learned this pretty early on when I lost a gig to a guy who literally had only done one reality show. This is like 12 years ago before reality shows were a thing. Oh, they sure. literally like, it's like losing a job to a whack packer. Remember how those guys just yeah. decided to do stand up yeah, just so yeah, they yeah. can make appearance money? Yeah. So I, I, I really looked at this harshly on my industry where it was like, hold on. So I'm putting all my love and passion into this thing. I'm working for free a lot of nights. And my goal, I'm respecting these clubs. I'm championing them. I'm nurturing them. I'm romanticizing them. And they literally, a club that has worked me, took away a feature date because the guy they wanted to work that night was going to be a reality show guy that they probably thought would have sold more tickets than whoever I was working with that weekend. And I lost the gig. Mm -hmm. And this was 12 years ago. So mm -hmm. that's been in my mind since the beginning. It's why my efforts and energy rarely ever go into trying to show some alliance with any other comic or club. Mm -hmm. And now I think the world, our industry is finally seeing this and I wanna know your opinion on it, is that AI isn't something that is brand new. It's been, they, they've, the powers that be have been trying to figure out a way to not use us. Sure. You know, they're trying to figure out a way because people will always need entertainment, mm -hmm. but people are so fickle that they would watch a meme of a dancing monkey if it entertained them. Like literally it has nothing to do with what they're watching as long as you can keep them entertained. So they don't have a loyalty to the peripheral players in this game. Don't get me wrong, Tom Hanks is always gonna have a job. You know, mm -hmm. all these people who are like, there's probably 150 actors, artists that will always have a job because they are in the lexicon and they are iconic. Sure. But there are also 100,000 other working actors and comedians out there that are out there trying to get fans and making this big thing out of getting fans and blah, 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 when the fan itself now is more fickle than ever. The audience is more fickle than ever, and this is why I think the powers that be, the wealthy, the ultra-wealthy, the CEOs, the studios, have all the power now. It's because the audience itself is fickle because of a job that we've done poorly. Well, you're saying this like it's a new thing. I, 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 well, I feel I'm like it's always this, been there, I'm no? saying the status is so close to it ending for real people that it's the realest it's ever ever been. You're not wrong. The process has always been there, and the evolution of getting rid of the actor has always been there. The minute green screen became a thing, sure. they were going to figure out a way to get rid of you. The point I'm trying to make is now it's more real than ever where we're in this weird predicament and at a crossroads entertainment-wise socially where our job we're gonna be like bootleg liquor guys like us traveling the country you get to see us in the flesh you're in a room with us i feel like before you know it you're gonna see so many tours of hologram dead celebrities i mean drake's already doing a hologram show he's already sitting with his young self rapping and i mean he it's, it's insane now what they're going to be able to do my point i'm trying to make is you we're the commodity that's work, what i'm saying working on a hologram you, like, let's, let's get this hologram stuff me when this. i die and make a fucking hologram <laughs> let's, let's get, get in front of it holograms moving dude we've been talking about this you're dragging your feet on this hologram business let's go Let's pick it up. <laughs> I'm just in a I'm just in a position. My wife's about to walk in front of a camera right now. It's okay. Uh it's all right. Take it and, and bring it take that dog with you, will you? <laughs> go, 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 go with your mother. Get out of there, Nooch. 
yeah, yeah. All right. So I don't know. I, maybe I'm just a stoner, but I think there's some validity to what I'm saying, and I'm really passionate. No, I think it's a very serious uh, thing that's happening right now. But at the same time, there. Um, what will happen? Here's the, here's what I think will happen. Um, Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, these guys, they need the uh, WGA to to fucking sustain. So they have. What do you mean by that sustain? So <clears throat> they needed to exist. Like, li- listen. Oh, oh, the writing. Yes, yes. They need the WGA and the SG, and they need both of these to sustain. They're now like grouped. This is now like a, a unified front. Yes. Um, against the studios. And these guys are in bed with the studios, but at the same time, they need these writers. They need these, like, act, you know, background actors. They need all this stuff. They need the WGA and the S- and, and SAG unions to uh, come to, a, like, a legit, satisfied conclusion. So, and, you know, you heard that the uh, studios are going to try and starve them out. Oh, yeah. Right? <clears throat> but what's going to happen is Cruz, Hanks, these guys are just going to start... They have billions, yeah. you know, between the that top, you, those top 10 I hear what you're saying. So the stars have that have the dollars. same money as a CEO. They right. all have the same Brad money. Brad Pitt has yeah. that same money. They're going to start feeding money in. And then, you know, they'll make some like kind of like trade-offs like I get. I didn't even think of that. That would be brilliant for an artist to just say, well, now this community is going to be ran by artists and everyone yeah. picks up and leaves. That would be the best position is for artists to, f- and that's the other part of this. Maybe the artists finally come back and get into power. The problem is, is we have bean counters manning the ship and manning the funds. If we could figure out a way for artists to be responsible and manage those ships. That's the thing. Now it's going to come down to, it's going to come push to shove. Like, the the thing is, what does Tom Cruise want? Yes. What does Brad Pitt want? What are they going to be able to accept? And what do they think will be good for the future of entertainment? Because the truth is, they call the shots. Yeah. Not the studios. Tyler Perry. Oprah, right. I mean, the people that have the kind of cash. Those guys are already talking. Yeah. Because right now, they're taking a hit. Right? Oh, yeah. They're not allowed. To, they're taking a hit, and they're like, okay, how long can this hit sustain? And they don't have that short-term need that, like, a commercial actor has. Mm-hmm. Where, like, dude, I if I don't work yeah, next dude. month, I can't pay my I rent. I just read for a $2,000 job. Those I guys need can that money. Sit for, of course. Yeah. Those guys can sit for three, two, four years yeah, yeah, and not without work. and yeah. not work. So... What they'll end up doing is they'll end up funding. They'll they'll start. In my opinion, I think that's what will happen. They'll they'll go. They'll start funneling money in, and they'll set it up in a way where it's tax deductible that they're still getting. Of course, it. you know what I mean. They're gonna they're, do this. You know what? Here's the thing. I have no gripes against working the system and having loopholes, and all. that's just the reality of business and the reality of human nature. Of it's about learning how to navigate those things with some kind of moral compass. Sure. I don't mind if someone like a Brad Pitt or a big conglomerate of megastars get together and they say, "All right, we're going to start our own studio and make our own union with all of our best interest in mind." We're going to get the tax deductible. We're going to get rewarded X amount because we're the ones putting up all the risk. And the business is going to be laid out in a very clean cut way. And later on down the road, we'll figure out a way to fuck you. But it's ran by us. Let's do it. And then we just phase out these other motherfuckers. That's the key. I mean, that's always how it's been, though. That's what United Artists was. United Artists was back in the 20s. And then you get ruined. And then they get get big. Yeah, they're not actors anymore. And I'm okay with that. It's like what they say in The Godfather. Every 10 years, we need a war. Like every 10 years, <laughs> yeah, right, it's good right. to have a war to yeah, get out the bad blood and yeah. then you start from scratch again. That's what has to happen. Yeah, totally. um, yeah. 
All right, I know you have something today with the work end, so I'm going to let you start off. Oh, so I had a question for you as far as work goes. Like, all the jobs you've ever had, have you ever stolen from work? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's a big part of, like, having a job. And I'm not admitting this on air, but they... I know, I was thinking about about it, too. Like, what am I actually going to talk about? I've only stolen from (laughs) corporations. Oh, I've stolen from... Because the thing is, I've never... Mom and pop stuff, not that I'm above that, but, like, it just I never found a job anywhere that was mom and pop. And when I did, it's always because I knew the guy... And there's a relationship there, and I'm not going to steal from them. So that's why. But I stole from this major corporation, and I would do it in the stupidest, most petty, lower middle, like lower working class way. Like I. So what was your I, motivation for stealing? Because I steal out of necessity. Yeah. So I had this plan when I was starting stand-up that I worked at this job, and I only wanted to work three days a week because I wanted the other four days for stand-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I worked, I asked him if I could work like 10 hour days so I could put together a full-time mm-hmm. work schedule. That way you get the benefits of full-time. Because I didn't care if those three first three days of the week I was working sure. 12 hours. I'm, gonna fuck, I'm not going to go do stand-up anyways. Right. So I couldn't afford lunch most days. So sometimes people would just have to rent. I don't want to like out myself, but they would have to rent something from me. And we only took cash. This was early aughts. So we only took cash for those rentals. You couldn't charge it to like a credit card. So every now and again, there would just be five bucks sitting there. I just take the five bucks and I go buy a burrito. But it was to eat. Like uh-huh. none of it was ever like because I didn't need it. Not that it makes it right. But there's two ways of stealing. There's like stealing for the thrill, which I used to do when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And then as I became an adult, the only time I ever stole is because like, it was either this or serious. I'd rather pay for that later than have to, you know, not have something to eat today. Like, well, whatever, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah, so food, stuff like stealing that. Stealing food. So there's, uh, to me, I was thinking about it on the drive over. Like, I and think, I'm lazy. I mean, I probably could have figured out a way to make a lunch. I'm fucking lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, there's a middle, million things I could have yeah. done except uh, besides stealing, but that that was all. I see. I have no. I'm not. I'm not. I don't even. You, you're. Kind of, you have a, like a higher moral ground than me. Really? I'm like. I don't think there's anything wrong with stealing from work. I don't. <laughs> I think I'm like. Well, what's what's the? Th- I want to know now the. So mindset, I have. There's though. there's a couple of scenarios, right? There's the one is the thrill, which is kind of, you know, I guess of of the immoral ones. That's probably the most immoral. But like when I was a busboy at a uh, hula hands, you know, we're like 19 years old, and they had. Um, Hula hands had like a big St. Patty's Day was a huge thing, right? Yeah. So and they had these great shirts and it said uh, green, uh, something about the color green, and it was like just a cool like T-shirt that they were selling for like fifteen bucks or whatever. And me and the other bus boys, st- like we were in the liquor cage, kind of like, you know, just putting stuff away. And uh, he goes, "Oh, dude, there's those shirts," and he stuffed one in his uh, thing. And I go, "Get me one." He goes, "Get your own." And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. You can't steal for somebody else. I'm not stealing for somebody else. Oh, no, I'm not like carrying a, their weight. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, oh, yeah, right. Weight. So I go and I stuff mine in my chair. And I was like, I had that shirt. For, that was like one of my favorite shirts. I was so proud to have stolen that from that shit job. <laughs> you know, because that's the thing is like you get treated. Uh, some of these jobs that I've worked, like you just get treated like garbage. No, no, you know what's funny is that you say that. And I've, I've only worked a, a few jobs like your whole life of jobs, like the jobs that are grunt jobs, mm-hmm. where they treat you like shit, 
and it makes it so much easier to steal from people that don't give a shit about you. Oh. Like they're already taking advantage of you. And if they're like, well, if I'm raping this guy financially and basically sucking out energy from him, I don't give him benefits. I pay him minimum wage. I'm asking him to do inhumane things for a very low wage. If he's so excited over a shirt, good for him like he, you <laughs> lost it like he's yeah. losing right, right i'm still so I, i'm still right i still yeah, you're still loser. in the in yeah, the red yeah 100 yeah 100 yeah, but that shirt i was like yeah, but it made you feel a little better oh, and dude. that's why they build in what do they call it shrinkage they build in that yeah, shit right. yeah bean counters run the world well because that's the other thing too about working in a restaurant the, then it becomes like stealing drinks stealing oh boobs, yeah Fuck. like getting okay. like like if there's and there's different kinds of like levels of it it's like oh this yeah, that margarita's been sitting on the service bar for two hours. Yeah. Like it's the ice is melted. Yeah. I'm taking I'm that crush this. and I'm just gonna slam it. Yeah. Right? Like that isn't to me, that's not even stealing. That's yeah, just yeah. like not wasting. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, in the food service industry, I would encourage my employees to take ship to the back but and eat it and but, drink it well so they would yeah and they would do that like if there yeah, was yeah. a leftover like if a steak that they couldn't sell like was yeah eat that wrong shit. order they'd cut it up and like put it out like fucking dogs like here you go <laughs> but that's <laughs> like the, the perk that's a job perk the wild fucking the bob dogs, Iger everybody gets, just, <laughs> gets pussy delivered to his office you get to eat a fucking eat, steak the, that's been breathed on by that's some stranger overwhelmed tasted it. <laughs> it was already on somebody's table and got sent back so you are the bob Iger of dirtbags <laughs> Uh, yeah dude i but i've stolen but that's the thing about like to me like i feel like stealing from work is it's like part of the job like what can i take everything in this world what is, can i take the, from what's this the game like when do i when do i hit a point where like and we've even talked about this like some like comedy gigs where like i was like i was waiting to get paid for a long time and mm -hmm. i was like if i don't get paid I'm yeah. taking the microphone. Fair game. <laughs> Fair I'm game. I'm walking out of here with that microphone. Seriously. Like, I'm just, like, yeah. I am getting my compensation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am feeling like, uh, what is it, even. I'm walking out of here even. Yeah, it yeah. is, um, You, comedy, I think, is the worst of those jobs that we're talking about. In the sense of, like, the level that I'm currently at, I, you know, there's an array. I get Here's great the thing, gigs, though. I get not so great gigs, the but the way you're time, treated. But the time, oh, you're treated like shit. But the time that you put in, like, you know what I mean? Like a spot, like a show only lasts an hour and a half. When you're at a job for like 12 hours, yeah. that like, that grinds oh, that, oh, that, you that, down. It becomes your, I remember when I was working like that, feeling more comfortable at the job than I was at home almost. Oh, sure. Just yeah, because yeah. I'm there so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like familiarity, I should say, maybe not comfort. But that job, like yeah, you walk in, you ever see those people walk into a bar they've worked at for a long time, and it's like their house. Yeah. Like the, how comfortable they are, like that's yeah. kind of a, it's kind of gross to me. But comedy, I that's why I think I picked stand-up, because I, you know, when I would go into La Jolla Comedy Store, I liked that it felt that familiar to me. Oh, of course. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I see why, you know. I love the familiarity. Like, work friends are great. Yeah, that is true. Work friends are great. Great jobs are usually well, associated with the people. It's interesting about what work friends, why work friends are so great. Because work friends are great because you have, there's an automatic, um, there's only a certain amount of closeness that's yeah. going to happen. Sure. So it frees you up a it little really bit. It really does. You know like what I mean? They don't know 
all your bullshit. Yeah, you're not gonna so find out about my dad. Exactly. You're not gonna hear about my mom. But so we're gonna be like, we're it's gonna, gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna I be so manageable. Yeah. It's gonna be like a sitcom. Yeah, you're gonna deal with me for the right amount of yeah. time for each portion of the story. It's great. It's best. A little bit of it's drama. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of fun. It really is like a sitcom. It really is. Yeah, yeah. That's why sitcoms are great because they're 30 minutes and they fucking just show you a little bit of everything and then they bounce. You're gonna deal with any of the aftermath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. We gotta write a sitcom. Yeah, no kidding. A holographic sitcom. <laughs> it lives forever. <laughs> Residuals forever, Bob Iger. Am I speaking your language yet? <laughs> we gotta we gotta tag Bob Iger. I told in you this. about that job I had where I fucking I ate the candy and try to hide the wrapper behind the <laughs> the stock. How and old were you? They found it. I was like 21, 20, I uh -huh. 20. Uh-huh. And they they try to shame me and they put this they put the wrapper and a big note that said is this worth losing your job over and I was in the break room looking at it and I just and I told the girl sitting there who was like a rat. I knew she's probably the one that found it and I go, "Hey, see this?" Yes. <laughs> I started laughing cuz I was just an insane person. Like just that's nuts. A, that's crazy. But it was just so to put up a sign. God, just that's worth a shit job I mean, right there. God, it's a damn. low life move to begin with on my part to eat but the that, candy at the. Job. Well, I just took it right out of the stock. I mean, they got it delivered, right? And it was in the back, and you're supposed to stock it. I just took one of them and ate it in the break room. Dude, I have a job where they bring, uh, they wheel out like snacks. They have like a little snack area. Dude, as soon as. As soon as that guy drops that stuff off, there is a flock. Oh, yeah. And, and it's just people walking away with like six M&M's bags. You know what I mean? It's just like, dude, I'm just we're just taking this. We're stocking this. up. We're yeah. taking this. Yeah. This is just got, ours now. <laughs> they used to do, uh, I worked at this job. I, told, I talked about it already, a job I got fired at for someone sending me a pussy picture. Oh, right. Yeah. And they used to do this thing where it was like a perk. It'd be like, we stock the pantry up, everybody, so... You know, there was a Costco near the job. And they're like, we stocked it up. Feel free to go in and whatever. Every day, man, I make a fucking turkey sandwich. It must have been a triple decker. <laughs> I'd get this tzatziki, all these Ooh, Stacy's pita yeah, chips. Dude. I was uh, whatever, like a, a cookies, a two cookies. And I'd bring it back to my desk. And I had to share a desk with this fucking lady. And one time she looked over at me and she was like, well, thanks for saving some for everybody else. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I was like, lady... Yeah, they should probably stock up more then. <laughs> take take yeah. me into account. Probably didn't help my cause in there. Thought talking about firing me. Well, the guy who eats all the turkey the minute I just, it, I just it's got put like out. Runs out what? Of what? I don't do it anymore. What, what pussy picture? <laughs> what are you talking about? I had a porn guy. That's what like the fucking porn guys eating all the fucking turkey again. <laughs> porn guy. Jesus Christ! Look at what that tzatziki's throwing on there, like it's fucking jizz. This fucking porn guy. This guy's probably <laughs> shot so much nut, he has to replenish with the tzatziki. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, fucking the poor guy ate all the turkey again. When I was in here last, there were fourteen chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> That fucking guy. Dude, didn't we just go shopping? Yeah, no, the porn oh, guy yeah. just fucking ate it all. <laughs> I mean, they would come in with just boxes of groceries and in three days. That oh, shit, yeah. I, I did totally. I ate them out of house and home. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah, when I worked the first, uh, I was working in the mailroom at that uh, post house, and they used to do those big order deliveries. Oh. And I was just like, yo, this job is fucking sweet. There's nothing better than working at an office where the higher-ups are constantly ordering lunch, and they just give you... Yeah. 
like, oh, they order from Cozy. I remember this job I had. They would get Cozy. Remember Cozy? Oh, yeah. Cozy. Oh, they yeah, got yeah, Cozy yeah. sandwiches. <laughs> Dude. Well, I would crush a Cozy. 15 Cozy sandwiches. People bring a Tupperwares. <laughs> I worked at a place, dude, we loved Cozy so much that one of the dudes bought stock <laughs> and Cozy. He bought stock and Cozy. I was like, he's like, dude, this place is going to go nuts. <laughs> I'm like, dude. I haven't seen a Cozy besides that real one. You know, that one in uh, East Village. The oh, Adam the, Sandler one. That's is that the, the one first that one? Adam Sandler's Big Daddy's based off of. Uh, but I don't okay. know what is associated with that chain or not. Like, I don't. But I, I think the chain itself is gown. I have to check with like him. Like a Quiznos. Still... Like, remember when oh, Quiznos, Quiznos popped off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Quiznos was like a, a revelation, like Krispy Kreme. Because they toasted The it. toasting yeah, of the thing. Yeah, dude. I love a good And toast. the melting of the cheese. Yeah. Learn. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, fucking lunch. Uh, work, work lunch is a... Uh, it's a special thing, work lunch. I just... People bringing Tupperware I got and it's always did you old. ever do that I've never done no, that no because I'm not a middle-aged black woman like it's always <laughs> the <laughs> my like are a person of I, let me rephrase that I'm not a middle-aged person of color okay. I come from people of color uh-huh. my mom has done it uh-huh. <laughs> my Filipino grandfather did it uh-huh. my Hawaiian grandmother did it my Italian dad did it yeah I just think it's a cultural thing where if you're gonna give me free food I got people that I've worked with that are like older, like older ladies, and they'll bring. Oh. They always have Tupperware on them, and uh-huh. they just load up. If there's like a sandwich day, dude, they're grabbing one for lunch. Oh, they bring the Tupperware, they, the empty Tupperware, um, empty, Ooh. and load them. So, yo, that's a that, move. I like they, that move. They always have. That's like my Thanksgiving that's move. Pro when shit. I go home. Oh yeah, 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 yeah that's pro shit. It. Yeah. See, and they always have Tupperware available. See, that's that's a good. So move. go see the older lady at your job. She probably has a spare Tupperware. Yeah, that's a good move. That's yeah, a great move. I I started to in a and they probably eat it for dinner, dude. Of course, See, that's the thing is Gina I, brings home stuff from work. I I would I would my I'm such a slob that it doesn't make it past four p.m. I thought about you know what living I mean? like at I the job. I haven't left work yet and I'm digging back into it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, this is gonna be dinner tonight. Like two hours later, I'm like, let me just kill this now. I don't feel like carrying it. <laughs> I'll just carry it in my belly. <laughs> the ultimate transport. Yeah, your exactly. Gut. <laughs> what, uh, all right. What are we going to do in Seattle? Hmm? What are we going to do? Like, what should we do? Oh, you mean like tourist wise kind of thing? You know, I've done Seattle already, and so have you, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know that. You want to go to the market? Yeah, sure. Dad and I talk on the road, and then we would be silent for 30 more minutes. We won't eat at that market. <laughs> silent again for 30 more minutes. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're going to do... What are we going to do? The, the thing is, we're driving around. We're going to we're gonna find trouble, man. I mean, that's the thing to me. Yeah, like, I want the story. Yeah, let's just find some trouble. When we yeah. come back on the show, we're going to have stories. Because Seattle's kind of wild, man. See, I didn't see that part yet. Oh. I got to talk to my Should, buddy and my fireman buddy out there. I was there, there like 2000... I was there right before the pandemic. Oh, okay. But then I was there again recently, but I, I was there alone, so I didn't do anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll find some trouble. I mean, yeah, the uh, the market, See, that's kind of nice. That's why I wanted to bring this up for the show portion of, the, of today, because I used to have, still kind of do, I don't get many opportunities to perform in big cities, Uh huh. besides here, uh-huh. New York City. 
So when we go on the road and it's an actual, like when we were in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh was great. You know, and, and see, any city, I'm always like eager to, like, uh, wow, we're actually performers in a big city. Oh, this is going to be different. See, I don't plan like that though. Do you? So you do you? That's a that's a that's a how you because I don't you like, like wasting you're like, you're like, opportunity to be out and doing something. And I also don't want to overwhelm myself. See, I so like going out. Like to me, when we were though. in Pittsburgh, I was just like Permat. I had one thing, and then I'm like, we'll just roll off of that. I'm the cool with that too. Okay, you know what I mean? Okay. Like the marketplace, but the marketplace is kind of like a daytime thing. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll find something to do at so night. So you're saying we should just go. We want to have one good seafood meal. Like that's something I definitely want to oh, do. Oh, yeah. So I want to like oysters because we're so near the well, water. I think we're gonna be on a ferry at some. So point. I want yeah. one great. I do seafood. zero uh, research. Yeah, that's why I'm gonna. I'm about to do it. Though. I always wait right before I leave <laughs> okay, to make yeah. sure I'm gonna actually go. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get canceled. Yeah. Like, yeah, I have like, a cancel phobia. There's like, nothing I, worse than I'm doing always, like wasted research too, dude. Yeah, uh, being a fucking comedian. Just the cancellations. It's like the well, low-level comedian. You're just, it, might, it might get canceled. That's a real thought in my head. Yeah, I'm like, I it's I, I have that too. I'm like, who knows what what'll happen? I walk into every show like there might be two people here. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think I've I've done <laughs> I've done enough shows with two people that it's not an unrealistic uh, thing. You know what I mean? Like I've I've walked in. We were in Atlanta, outside of Atlanta, Macona, Macana. I don't know what the but uh, yeah, two people. I'm like, dude, we drove along. We could have. Uh, this is, and the that, two people the were thing. like, they were, they were like, you're gonna still do the show, right? Like they had like a babysitter. See, I'm that's like, awesome. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, we'll, I mean, that's awesome. They it was great. They fucking there. loved it. Dude. That's all that matters. Yeah, it was fun. I, I'm down. If people are into it, I'd rather I, have two people really into it than ten people who hate being there. Yeah. At least two people, you can get some kind of read on your joke. And maybe enjoy a little bit of the show. Well, I mean, the the thing with t I mean, there's always a silver lining. Like a ten people show that don't want to be there, the challenge is to win them over. Yeah, because you that's actually can, a real show. 10 if you people. can win ten people that don't want to be there and win them over, that's a what fucking, about six people that don't want to be there? That's an annoying show. Six is a not yet. Yeah, I don't know. Now we're starting to really get into the. The, the nitty gritty wants. of the yeah, loser the shit. <laughs> it's like a Willy Wonka where he asks him how many chocolate bars he bought, and he's like, two. He goes, two? <laughs> he's trying to do percentages. How you can't just do percentages of two? <laughs> what up? Uh, okay, so you're saying, you're saying that we should just, all right, one good seafood meal, Let leave the rest up to chance. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we'll do. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm down for whatever. Like, listen, I I eat leftover no, Chinese no, I, food. I, like, I can eat whatever. I'm, looking, I'm just I'm doing it for content. I, I know you <laughs> will easily oh. sift through the mud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, what is Seattle I mean, known for? What, what do they have out there? What's, the coffee. Okay. What's the Starbucks? Uh, Starbucks. Yeah. Well, no, they have coffee shops, but there's some other shit. Weed, I guess. I don't oh know. yeah, it's like a uh, seafood because of the water. Like the like fresh. Water so let me seafood. ask you this: What's your like seafood? Fresh, go, fresh fish. What's, what's your go-to seafood? Like, are you? Uh, I, I are see you, there they have great oysters. Oh really? They're known for good oysters. Oh, yeah, Washington dude, I, State has some good stuff. Oh bro, I can go. I can let's do it. On some let's oysters. do it. Yeah, see, that's yeah. what I want. I want oysters. All right, let's yeah. do that then. Yeah. Let's now let me ask you this: Now how how heavy do you go with the like the horseradish and the I have hot a whole sauce? System, dude. Do you? So I do. Um, so you do the vinegar. You do, you do the the vinegar. I do the Tabasco. Then I do whatever the horseradish on mm -hmm. top, 
and then a little bit of lemon. See, I'm starting to I'm starting to wean off of the lemon. Really? I actually think it conflicts with some of like the vinegar esque uh, things. You think it's over like it's a double well, down. It's, it's yeah. Cancels I'd rather it have the. It's, it's. I like the vinegar more than I, I like, like the vinegar. I'm the same way. I like the vinegar more but than I, I like, like the, the lemon. Zest of the lemon involved. The lemon, I guess. Um, the thing about the lemon is you could do the lemon late. You do. You could eat. You could like go heavy vinegar okay. on the first round, yeah, and then go lemon. Or Tabasco. See, I like a hot sauce. All right, here's what we're I've gonna do. This let's I... film this when we're there. Okay. Let's do it. Let's film the first oysters with no lemon. All the other stuff. And then the second one, we do lemon. And then the third one, how much horseradish and then can third I eat? One, <laughs> how much no, horseradish? Third one, then nothing. How much horseradish can I put in my mouth? Third one, then nothing. <laughs> without Closer, crying. you snorting. <laughs> <laughs> just a jar of it. Not a single tear. We just, just close up on the eyes. Is there a tear? <laughs> Imagine, Doc, if that didn't go viral. Just a horse radish. What an just, asshole, right? Wouldn't you feel like such a fucking. Uh, all these people that do outlandish stuff thinking it's going to go viral and then it doesn't. What an asshole. Know. That's I, why I don't do stuff like that. At this point, I don't think. I would do it just for the joke. I would do it more for the purist joke. You're purist and I love you. And that's I, I, love, I love it like a good challenge, like a good. I mean, like, if you're down to eat as much horse radish as possible, as long as it's not going to affect my day. Like I, as long as you're not gonna be chitting or yeah, farting all day, right. Dude, you know I have to be in a yeah, car with you yeah, and right, in a room yeah. with you. I'm not I don't know to, what what is horse radish. What would it do to I you? I don't know, but I love it. You I think love it. I love. love it's it. the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably do me good. I'm clear you out. Yeah, Your nose clear me shit. out. My nose, because I'm always like you got those nose issues. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's what we'll do. I don't know. That's cool. So now um, I have this new. There's this new place. Uh, this is new practice. A place I play that pays you in like Zelle and PayPal. Uh huh. And they do it through their bank, so it's not like an individual sending you money like it used to be. No, that's and what's it's happening. Taking forever to get my money. That's what's happening so with a lot of places now. Fucking annoying. Zelle, come on. I just got. Uh, I, just I don't said, mind if you can just give it to me the night of. Why am I waiting a week to get a? Twenty dollars spot pay. I know. I had a. uh, I had a. I had a guy with this. uh, I don't know what this app was. It was like I'm not giving this app. He had like a, like a knockoff Zelle app that his friend made. I'm like I'm not giving you my. I'm print me a check, mail me a check. I don't care if it takes. I'm not giving my bank information to this guy. See, there's that end of it, but mostly it's the over accounting of meaning like little money. There was a reason why stand up was like okay, once, uh, being paid in cash is a plus because half of, it's such low amounts, right? That it's pocket money for me. It's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. paying my rent. I mean, some of these guys are trying to pay their rent with it, but for, but the point I'm trying to make is like, it, give me. I did when I do the show, give me the fucking money. I'm not here. I'm, it's not like a, a job that I'm at I'm every, for, for four weeks straight. Right. Where you pay me biweekly? Give me the money when I do the jokes. Give me the fucking money. Why am I waiting for this electronic twenty bucks? I don't know. I'm infuriated, actually. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't it's, know. I, the shows aren't good enough for me to be this pumped to wait for twenty bucks. Yeah, I don't even. I mean, I, I don't know what these places are doing now. But you know, listen. If it makes, what is this? Is it the bink? Like I know that's a theme today. I know, but is it because people now are literally thinking that comics are getting over on them? I mean, have you looked at comics? They look like shit for a reason. They're not making any money. Well, Why are you holding on to our money? I think the clubs have to declare it. I think they have to keep track of it somehow. Yeah, but that's fine. Then 
What was the point of signing me off for the money then? I I don't mind that process where I go in. Because that's harder. That's more work for them. So they're saying they delay my money. But why delay my money from your bank? This particular place is doing something completely. I haven't seen this ever. I don't think clubs are doing this. Most of them aren't. This particular place is. And I don't understand. I feel like it's their way of trying to. When I tell you who it is off air, you'll it'll make sense to you. But I feel like it's their way to make sure that every little penny is. They know that no one, no comics getting more money than them, kind of thing. It's like a weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's been very upsetting to me, though. I try not to. It's such little money that to get upset about it is uh, is very. It seems like a waste of time. I to just me. Said, I hate being taken advantage of for a job that already in itself by association is taking advantage of me. You know what I mean? Like comedy is, I, it's my decision, so I can't, I'm not a victim. Like I choose to be this, but yeah, you know, the, the, the situations sh- are so it's brutal. It's a shit job. Just pay me my 15, 20, 30, I, 50 bucks. Let me get out of here. Yeah, no, it's a shit job. But uh, I mean, I've had enough shit jobs that I'm just like, yeah, this is just another shit yeah, this job. Yeah, part of the, yeah, this is part just, of the game. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I, I hear you. listen, I've had enough shit jobs and then I got like a good job. And I'm just like, and I still treat the good job like it's a shit job because like, I, it's it's easier that yeah. way. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easier Don't to just be like, emotionally. This is, yeah, just, this is just, all right. Yeah, yeah just yeah. check out. Kind of like for money, I'm not just, anything dude, else. This is just a fucking job. Yeah. This is not my fucking life. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? If you treat the job part of that like that, I've been I mean, it's doing a, my best to try to. It's a little freeing. The problem with I found now because I've been trying to balance out how I feel about stand up because of the how hard it is on an emotional level with being let down. But the problem with that is with the job, I get a great paycheck at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. With this, looking at comedy as a as just, just a job, it's what you do, it makes all the extra shit we do because we love it seem like work. See, I guess it's, it's different for me and you because you've been doing it longer. Yeah. Uh, I have not been doing it uh, as long as you. I've not been doing comedy as long as you. So to me, I still have that like I'm coming up. Yeah. Like this is I'm coming up. This is like this is how this is just how it goes. Like you eat shit for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, I haven't. And like I a, felt that way in the beginning too. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, that's a real thing. Yeah. So I have a different perspective on that. So the first so, ten years, I probably was okay with quite a bit. Yeah. That I'm not okay. Yeah, because I'm still under yeah. ten. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not ten years in. It's so the eating the shit part is, to me, it seems justified. I'm still eating shit. Twenty years in, like I guess you know. Yeah, I don't know how I, I feel, but I do think, unless the other thing, I'm fucking old, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's, know, you know. Well, that's what I. That's why I think we relate on this on some level, even though because I have in less comedy, time. we're not near. Yeah. If I was fucking, but 22. you lived a life, and you're also older than me, so it's like. You must. You have some relatability here with oh, this. Oh, absolutely. So it's like, no, no, no. I do. I do. But there, I don't think even guys twenty years in. I mean, I'm trying to figure out who I know twenty years in that isn't well known, doing as many shows as I'm as I'm doing, and I, I can't. I, I can't really figure out who that would be. But I'm. I know they exist. But I'm trying to figure out what what's relative to eating shit at. A year's in, but here's the it's other a thing. popularity thing. But here's the other thing: no matter your your uh, perspective of what eating shit is, yeah, rises exactly. That- so you're always eating shit at a job. 
Yeah. You're always, Bob Iger still thinks he eats shit of on course. things. Yes. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. that, you're always eating shit uh, on a job. That, mm-hmm. that, that rises like inflation. Like everything else, you're, you're, there's always something where you're like, there's a shit sandwich Dude, that's here. that's so funny you say that because now, you know, I was thinking about this. When my life started getting better, I was noticing a lot more of the eating shit. <laughs> it's fucking true. You just, the better your life is getting, the more recognizable shit is. Yeah. From the littlest yeah. kernel of a turd. Totally. To the biggest pile of shit you're totally. eating. You notice all of it. Yeah. Because your life is so good. Because when you're always eating shit, it's whatever. You don't even know. Yeah. yeah, you don't even know. You're not even... That's like how my buddy of mine used to say, he's like, it's a lot harder to be a half part-time drunk than a full-time drunk. Yeah. It's a lot harder to be a when part-time drunk son, because you, you get those those hangovers. Oh, when you're a yeah. full-time drunk, like you never, you're, you're never, never hungover. Like it's just your- The you're, most hungover I've ever been from drinking is when I, you know, basically the last like three years because I didn't drink anywhere near as much as I used to drink. Right. And when I would go, like I would go in my prime of drinking. Yeah. I could still do it, but I, I the pay, you pay oh, for that, dude. You pay. It was like pride keeping me upright the yeah. next day. Yeah, just to not admit that I was hungover. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just deny it. Oh, just I'm fine. full denial, fine. like to your soul, to and, your and core. Just, I'm that I, I am not hungover. I'm dehydrated. Yeah. I'm a fucking beef jerky on the inside. <laughs> My head is yeah. just like it's like a like Tom and Jerry the mouse when he bangs that fucking cat's head with that mallet. It's just banging my brain, and I'm acting like I'm enjoying whatever bullshit I have yeah. to do tonight. The splash park uh. <laughs> in the fucking heat, <laughs> hungover. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great, 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 great. Just want to blow my brains out. Yeah. So I mean, there's always a shit sandwich though. That's the uh, that's my takeaway from it. Yeah. You know maybe, what I should, I mean? you know, maybe that's just life. Yeah, that's a good point. You're right. Bob Iger is sitting somewhere right now with his feet in a fucking salt pool, salt water pool, you know, sipping on a Negrino or whatever in Italy. Uh And he's reading his own press going, this, these fucking assholes. This shit. You know what I've done for this company and this world? Exactly. I brought you Toy Story 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piece of shit. Drown that guy. Yeah. Or maybe give me a job. Well, okay. If this guy gave me a job, I'd be flip. I would flip so oh, quick. So AI hard. is the future. So hard, dude. <laughs> These fucking crybaby so left. You change the name of the podcast. You you just AI me in. <laughs> we still want Ed's vibe. Don't want to wait for Ed to show up. <laughs> it's just more convenient if we just AI him in. <laughs> I got enough material on Ed. Said the same twenty things each show. <laughs> Like drugs, work, the waiter stuff. You know, we can fill this in, right? <laughs> Chat GPT, give me that. <laughs> you can follow me at Josh Ricardo and go to joshricardo.com for all future dates. Uh, we're going to be in Seattle, like I said, July 26th to the 30th. Uh, if you're out there, please come say hi. Yep, follow me at Ed McGowan Comedy on Instagram. We'll see you guys soon. You can listen to us on all major podcast platforms every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can follow us on Instagram at Working Class Holds. Also, make sure you watch the full show on YouTube. All you got to do is type in Working Class Holds. And please don't forget to rate us five stars and tell a friend. Come on. <laughs>